situation sometimes. Let them know how long that thought that was. She's still traveling a lot. She's so much better. She's so much better. I'll just leave it here. She's doing well. I will. According to your word. What did y'all think about playing songs on Wednesday night? It was okay. I liked it. Yeah, because I'm thinking about playing songs more often. Not like 30 minutes, but yeah. songs. Like a song to open up. A song to open yeah. up, a song to close. And you guys could maybe at different points give uh, I ain't singer. Nice. You're talking about Art Jill Slater? Oh, no, no, another joke. Oh, so just some friends about it. I was about to say happy birthday. Good morning. Good morning. I can scoot over and do this. No, and you guys could maybe give some songs for the jukebox. Songs for the jukebox. Oh, to play. I mean, I'm happy to pick them out because it's only a song or two. Oh, I got songs you can play. Well, if I pick them out, I'll be real happy with them, but you might not. But that'll be the joy of us coming together, right? Sure, I'll yeah, pick out songs sometimes, and you can pick yeah. out songs. And, yeah, but the, the, the point about the songs, in, in the United States particularly, I was talking about this a lot in the, in the men's Bible study, we've become very mechanical in our relationship with God. What I mean is that even though we know what we know, it's like we forget what we're busy with when we come together, right? So like when we play songs... We're not coming together to play songs. No. We're coming together to get caught up with the Lord. Right. Right? And just connect with the Lord and for our hearts to open up. So listen, I might not favor your songs as much as I favor mine, but I didn't come together to just play Elvis or or like music that I like on the radio. Like I came together to like fellowship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's like what I'm there for, to fellowship with the Lord. I'm not there to see if I like your song, Cindy. Right. I'm there because I want to fellowship with the Lord. And not only that, I don't want to do it by myself. I could do it in my house by myself. I want to do it with you. And so if those songs mean something to you, that means you're going to be caught up with the Lord. And there's going to be a powerful ministry going on between you and the Lord. And then I want to hear what comes out of that. And I want to be there with you, partaking in that. And it's the same thing with the ministering of the gospel. We're not gathering together to have some mechanical experience where we can see if we can learn some new knowledge or if we can get our, our ducks more in a row or we could build our box better, right? Well, we got a couple rough spots on our box. We're just trying to sand it out. That's not why we come together. We come together to fellowship with the Lord and to see how the Holy Spirit wants to minister to us, Amen. right? And, Amen. and it doesn't stop there. In the Holy Spirit ministering to us, listen, the scripture says it's more blessed to give than to receive. The Holy Spirit is not just ministering to you so you can sit over there in the corner by yourself with your treasure and you can take your treasure home and play with it by yourself. He's ministering to you because what's going to come out of you out of that ministering will minister to someone else. Amen. Right? Yeah. I mean, you guys know the scripture says it's better to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. This poor brother we were talking about. Yeah. Right? He yeah. never been set free. Guys, the gospel comes to deliver yes, you exactly. from the torment. It's torment. I know the world doesn't say it's torment. The gospel comes to deliver us from the torment of always thinking about ourselves in our own life. Yes. Amen. That's what it does. And something magical, I say magical because it's like foreign to this world, something beautiful happens 
Once you get set free from taking thought of yourself in your life all the time, where everything you do is about how you can heap onto yourself what you want, something beautiful happens, that's when you're set free to actually be concerned or prefer other people's lives over your own. Yes. That's when you're really knowing God. Because God's not sitting around taking thought of his own life. Right. He's not sitting around taking thought of everything he needs. He's sitting around thinking of all the people around him and what they need. And do you know why? Because God says it's more blessed to give than to receive. <laughs> God's not thinking that the way you're going to experience a beautiful life is by you sitting around thinking of yourself and your own life. He thinks the way you're going to experience a beautiful life is to find life pouring out of you towards others. God thinks a beautiful life is found in laying your life down for the other one. That's why it's contrary to the world. Because nobody in the world is laying down their life for anyone. They're trying to find people to lay down their lives for them. Mm. And so, yes, we were seen from the Lord. But, man, the purpose is for you to be set free. Whatever it is that torments your life, if you've got something tormenting your life, we can go get down into this and that and the other thing. But at the root of it all is because you're busy thinking of your life and what you need. Yes, That's your torment. Yep. That's what torments you. Do you, tell, you know how you get set free from torment? You get set free from taking thought of your own life and what you need. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that yourself. You don't do it because God told you that's what you should do. What happens is that the gospel comes and shows you the care God took for your yes, life. Yes. The thought he took to care for your life. And all of a sudden, it's like eye has not seen, ear has not heard, mouth has not spoken of the beautiful thing God has done to give our life the care that it needs. Exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And then what happens is, is you're set free from the torment of selfishness. And I don't mean selfishness the way the world describes it. Like, oh, you're selfish. You're an evil person. Selfishness just means for your mind to be filled with your own life. Mm -hmm. There's torment found in that. That's called living by the sweat of the brow. Where your mind is all the time filled with your own life and what you need. Will God come to give you what you need so you no longer have to live like that? And then you start knowing God. And I don't mean knowing God by way of, oh, well, God exists. Even the devils believe God exists. I mean knowing God in the sense of you having experienced what it means that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Where you find God himself coming out of you towards someone else. That's when you're knowing God. Right. And that, I promise you, is greater and more joyous than your most powerful personal deliverance for yourself. Right. I promise you. And I've got some powerful moments of deliverance, personally, where I need it, and I need it to receive, and shackles had to come off of me. And boy, in those moments, hallelujah. <laughs> i got to tell you, though, it's nothing in comparison to when you feel God coming out of you towards someone else. Amen. Amen. So that's why we're gathering. We're gathering so that we could fellowship with the Lord. The Lord has a ministry unto us. And then in the Lord ministering unto us, we're going to find a ministry coming out of us towards the people around us. Right? right? And that's going to trigger and stimulate. And pop, 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 like popcorn popping. Pop, pop, pop. You know, like you put it in the microwave and none are popping. Yeah. Right? And the, the second the first one goes off, pop, 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 then they all start going off. <laughs> well, that's why we're gathering, guys. We're not gathering to have some intellectual exercise. We're not gathering because Greg's real smart. I'm not. We're gathering, we're singing the songs, we're not adding the songs 
at the, the Bible study because we think, well, we got to do it the right way. No. Some people might get caught up with the Lord easier that way. Amen. And so we're going to add that, and we want to fellowship with the Lord. He's going to minister to us. And then the Holy Spirit moves as the Holy Spirit wills, Paul says. Right. And it says the Spirit profits with all. The way the Spirit moves in each one of us will profit everyone in the gathering. Right? Yes. But if you don't ever open your mouth, because all you're thinking about is receiving, 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 receiving. Listen, we've all been receiving for 10, 11, 12 years. Glory to God, we will continue to receive. Because right. the first, the Lord first ministers to us. But as he ministers to us, let us, let the Lord come out of us towards the people next to us. Right? right? Yes. That's why we're gathering. And so if you feel something, you get an unction, something clicks for you, you have a moment with God, even if it's during the week, man, come here and tell us. Yes, right. Tell us. Cindy, you remember how happy you were when we went to that first Grace United conference and you're just accosting people in the airport? Tell them about the love of God? Do you remember what that felt like? You were like over... You're overflowing. You're in the airport. You're in the airplane. You're just telling people. And you come and find me while I'm waiting for my bag and telling me about it. You see, remember. You see that's knowing God. Right. And our society is so centered around what I need. Yes. My life. That that's, listen, it's okay if you need something that you think, I need God. Because that's what you want to do. But you want to connect with the God who hath given you everything you need. Right. right? So that you could find yourself running over in the midst of people and it coming you, you think i most people think i got everything together <coughs> and maybe in your yeah, scope of theology greg understands theology he's got it all together you know what greg needs to be ministered to if ain't none of y'all letting out what's in you man where the hell am i forget my language i'm off in the corner all alone right trying to be the hand the foot the leg the torso the toe the fingers the mouth, the neck. I can't be all that. And it's not in the traditional sense of we got to serve at church and now we're going to get a list of chores. Then we're going to put the chores on the wall and now you're going to pick out what chore you think is your chore. It ain't like that. We're talking about ministry. We're talking about you having an intimate relationship with God Almighty. And out of you connecting with God Almighty, man, the Spirit will produce something in you that will come out that is full of life for everyone around. And that's what you want. Yeah. That's what the body needs. Yeah. Right? right? Amen. That poor guy can't come across the bridge because he's so full of his own thoughts about himself. He couldn't even think about the person in his congregation for 30 years that passed away to come across the bridge to go to the funeral. How sad is it? Barb, listen, don't take this the wrong way. But how sad is it that you have to feel overjoyed that I would even come? It ought to be a freaking afterthought that I'm coming. I love you. You've been in this body. We are one body. We are one spirit. Unless I'm out of town somewhere or in the freaking hospital or have COVID. How could I not be there? You're going to stand up and tell all these people about the gospel that you learned here. Yes. And now it's like I've done you some great favor by being there. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? It's just like this kind of sad thing where it ought to just be like, of course I'm going to be there. That's right. That's right? right? Yeah. It's like we're one, man. Yeah. 
It's it's my heart's disconnect somewhat. God it's not still, you. It's the world. Yeah, exactly. I'm just describing the dynamic in the world that we've all been shaped to think like that. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not that he you did something it. wrong. He expected it though. Yeah. He expected well, that. Well, because he should have. Yeah, right. You know, and he let him down. He should have been there. He now, the guy, wants, he wants to have a good enough relationship with God that he could let see what's going on in his heart, and he could be more concerned about him than himself. Yeah. Right? Because we could recognize the dynamic where we say it's not born from God that he didn't go right. to that funeral. Right? right? We can recognize that dynamic, but then what we want is we don't want to be thinking about our own selves in that dynamic. We want to be free from the torment of taking thought from what we think we didn't get that we need so that we could think about this poor guy who's so tormented, whose mind is so filled with himself and his own thoughts that he can't even drive across the bridge to go be with somebody who's been in his church for 30 years when they die. Mm. Right? Right. We've, we want compassion to be born yeah. for that guy. We don't just say, well, that's not born from God, and now we're going to get pitchforks. And we go in to crucify him. Right. No. What happens is, is it's more blessed to give than to receive. So even though I could have received something, if he would have gone, he didn't go. And it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I can see in him not going, his, my man needs God. Well, guess what? God dwells in me. So here I come. Right? Yes. Here I come to embrace him. Yes. Right? And then God, listen, God wills to set people free. Yes. He does. Right. He's in you. He will come out of you. He will come out of you. He is not like inside of you trying to hide away in a little corner in the bathroom. Don't tell anyone I'm here. I mean, you can't contain God. Amen. It's like a rushing wind. It talked about the day of Pentecost right. where the spirit couldn't be contained. Malachi 3 talks about a blessing the likes of which you cannot contain will be poured out. It's talking about God himself setting up shop in you. It's talking about God himself making his home in you. And I promise you, as nice as your body might be, your body cannot contain the king of glory. Amen. Your body cannot contain the God of the universe, the father of lights. And he ever liveth to come out and to heal people. Mm -hmm. Yes. He ever liveth to come out and deliver people, mm. to comfort people. Right? Yeah. And so you could just let that God loosen you, right? And what that looks like, man, when you feel an unction from the Holy One, go with it. Yeah. You feel an unction from the Holy One, go with it. Right. The Holy the, Paul said that, that the, the spiritual gifts, man, that there's different spiritual manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He said there's different administrations of the same gift, right? And we celebrate the way they all look in each of us. Right? So that we're not coming to our gatherings full of self-consciousness and self-awareness. Well, what will they think about what I say? Well, I don't want to say too much because, you know, Greg's supposed to talk. Greg don't need to talk. <laughs> Greg loves to listen. Greg will talk if no one else is going to talk. Right. But this is not supposed to be the Gregory Duty show. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, man, we're supposed to get loose from the self-consciousness where we're one with the Lord and we feel an unction about something or someone or something going on, something that someone shares, and we let that loose out of us. Not judging ourselves, knowing that because we're one body, Greg ain't going to judge you either. Maurice ain't going to judge you. Right? Right? right. 
And if someone comes and adds additional commentary to add further clarity, it doesn't mean you said it wrong. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't have said it. It just means there's a million different ways to say the same thing. And not everybody hears the same way. And so sometimes we fill out the picture so that there's no confusion. Right. It's not a sign, oh, I shouldn't have said what I said. Oh, I didn't say it as good as I should have said it. There's only one good way to say it. Say it! <laughs> Amen. You know, I've realized something about myself over the last 10 years. Because my gift is, one of my gifts is the gift of prophecy and to understand mysteries and to be able to explain it. I got too caught up in everybody telling me they don't understand. I got too caught up in everybody, how could that be? And then I spent too much time explaining all the finite details, which were all true and which were all good. But listen, man, I don't need to freaking explain myself to everybody and their mother. Right? And some of that commentary could have been left out and just let them go deal with the Lord with it. Right? And so listen, man, the power of the Holy Spirit is not found in you saying everything perfectly. And if you've observed Greg and thought, well, Greg takes so much care to say it this way. He takes so much care to make sure no one misunderstands. It's not that there's something wrong with that, but we're not now going to live like that all of the time. That was a period of time where we're trying to establish why do we believe what we believe. And we were weighing it, right? We were putting it in the fire. Let's see if what we're saying will stand in the fire. But that doesn't mean now we've got to say everything exactly perfectly to say anything. Right. I mean, who is the power found in? The Holy Spirit or our perfect explanation? Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. And so let whatever is in you out. And if you think, well, you won't shut up. <laughs> Listen, tell me to shut up. <laughs> Jump in. He does like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that, see, people think that, but then I think they don't know me. Because when I go off to other gatherings, I'm not the one leading the group. Yeah, right. And I don't have no desire to lead the group. And I'm real happy playing second fiddle. Third fiddle, fourth fiddle, fifth fiddle. Right? That's why I say on Wednesday nights when I, when people raise their hand that are not in the in the room with us, I say, when Greg takes a breath, jump in. <laughs> Don't cut, wait, just jump in. Cut me off. Yeah, right. <laughs> cut me it off. doesn't always work though. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times when people try to cut you off, you say, just wait a minute, let me finish. Well, no, right. I, I, that, that, more I often than not. If no. I'm if I'm right yes. in the middle of saying something important, yeah. I will. Say that. No, but that's why we don't dare cut you off. <laughs> Wait, I'm not finished. Oh, well, I just got to be honest, Cindy. I love you, but that sounds like excuses. Because if I go back and listen to all the meetings, I let plenty of people talk plenty of times. But if I'm right in the middle of an in-depth explanation, that's different. Yeah. You're, you're establishing truth, and you're not done yet. Or am I right? So for now on, when we come Sunday morning, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> And we'll see how much talking goes on. Yeah, exactly. oh, <laughs> Just when I come back. Great. What Cindy says it is a good point. People could feel like they don't they're not prone to just want to talk. And if that, that one moment they worked up to jump in. Yeah. And then I'm like, hold on. But it it like, can oh, be. It does happen quite often. No, no, it does. You're, no, you're absolutely right. Especially with with my brother it, right there. It absolutely. He, he raises his hand and he raises his hand. It, it absolutely happens. And he raises his happens. hand and a half an hour goes by and you haven't acknowledged that he's raised his hand. Yeah. And I sit here thinking, I feel bad for you 
Because you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and it's it's not being acknowledged. Well, it's not that it's not being acknowledged. It's that sometimes I have to say what I have to say. Right. And if, if Glenn, if it bothers Glenn, Glenn, you're free to tell me. Oh, oh, I don't know. You're talking about me. I think I'm <laughs> 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 you know you were brother and sister. <laughs> 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 the only thing I would disagree on that you is said this entire time is sometimes a person can share something, and it's okay if some, someone in their flesh just judges them, but the spirit will sort it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As far as we can have fleshly reactions to what someone is saying, yeah. even though it's birthed from the spirit in them, for some reason we're triggered by whatever is going on in our life, right? Yeah. Whatever is miscued in our life. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know? it, and it is okay for it to be clarified. Mm -hmm. Right? Definitely. That, that's why we have this. So it's like a it's, it's like a to use wordly terminology. Yes. It's like a safe space. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Where we could do that. Like Cindy and I could just say what we said. Yeah, I don't right. feel anything negative about Cindy saying that. Yeah. Right. Yay. I don't feel any ne anything negative about myself. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like well I talk too much. Why don't I stop? <laughs> I don't feel like that because she said that, and I don't feel any shame. And I'm 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 certain that Cindy doesn't feel any shame either. We got we have to be able to have these types of interactions what's the point of having a body where we know each other and love each other if we can't do that and walk away knowing that we're all still golden right yes right yes. the right. beautiful part about this morning segment and why it seems to attract like a large people a number of people is that uh this god is working in everyone's life uniquely and beautifully and differently you, do, do, you know what i'm saying and and here and there it'll it'll pop out and it's nice yeah. You know, it's the differences. It's, it's, really, it's awesome that we, at least from my perspective, start to see the fruit of the 10 or 12 years that we've all met together and where the foundation has been laid to the point that I'm very comfortable now sharing anything from that foundation with anybody. And I think most people feel the same way. If, if you're given the opportunity, the truth will come out of you. Like you said, it just can't help itself. It will come out. Yeah. But the found, it took a while to lay that foundation to take the old bricks out that are crumbling and not worth being there, putting in the right bricks that need to be there that's a solid, well-established, well-built foundation that we can that we can operate from. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It's, it's funny that you say that because both you and Thomas mentioned sometime in the last month and a half that like three or four months ago just things seemed to gel together in really wonderful ways. Right. And even you mentioned this this longitude, this this length of time, this foundation being built, and not a foundation of three or four Bible studies, if you will. No, no, no. It's, I mean, we had to undo, and now we have to redo. I mean, there was a lot of undoing in the first couple of years that we all wrestled with mm -hmm. all, of that, all of that. Yeah. All of that. So if anybody has tried to jump in and they've heard, hold on one second, let me finish. Don't take that as a sign that you should stop jumping in. Right. If you worked up a, a bunch of courage to say something, and it took you a while to do that, and I just stopped it in like a half a second, don't take that as a sign you shouldn't have talked. That was the Holy Spirit, right, working up an unction in you. Right. And please come back and say it. And listen, I'm happy to be removed from the Bible study for a period of time. Like, I don't have to be here, right, if... It, if there, if it'd be more conducive for people to feel free to talk, right? I'm, I'm, ha I, there's a ton of stuff I could be doing, 
right? I could be out there praying. I could be out there thinking about the message that I'm going to preach. And so I, either way, the, the, this Bible study is not for me, right? It's for the body. And so it, it, it might go better for a while for everyone else if I'm not here. And I, I don't, that doesn't make me feel bad. That doesn't make me feel like I'm not loved. That doesn't make me feel rejected, right? I can understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I would ever say better or not. I think it's just different, right? I think we get, we certainly get fed and and blessed by being here with you, mm-hmm. and it's but it's a completely different dynamic and a whole different experience when you're not here. I mean, we've done that a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily better or worse one way or another. It's just, it can't, it's it different. can't be worse without Greg, though. We had one time in the old church. It's like, wow, you weren't even going to post that audio. As far as so, <laughs> so just the idea that, uh, seriously, I, I can remind you what it was that said, you know, I'm not going to post that one. And just the idea that just the bouncing around that's inclusive of, of you is, is, is a much healthier process. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but this, is, this isn't something new for me. I pray all the time about whether or not I'm in everybody's way and stepping to the side because I don't feel any strange desire to, I got to be the one. Yeah, right. Right? Uh, could I weigh in? Yes, Absolutely. Please. I know, I want you to be here. Yes. Me too. <laughs> Greg, one thing about you speaking the whole time, from my end, I don't know about everybody else's, that's the reason I come here, yeah. to listen to you speak the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that I would. You know, I'm just saying everybody's here to hear you speak. Yeah. Right. And I'm going so to agree the truth. Yeah. Yeah. To limit it is, is, is not as impactful. Well, and I don't know about for the men, but I know for the ladies... We have we an have opportunity Fridays. to yep. get together during the week yep. and share. So maybe we got something Sunday morning, and we get to g- a chance to go sit down together and, and speak that and share that with it's each more, other. It's so, more intimate, more open right. conversation. Right, and you're not there, you know, so <laughs> we have that time to do that. But yeah. And it's not that I wouldn't want to be here, but there, like Cindy's pointing out, there can be a dynamic. No, it's okay, Cindy. I love you. I like. I love our relationship. That's your heart. That's your heart. What you people. said was true. And Cindy, and Cindy, not only that, you're one of my best friends because you will tell me to my face. I love. I love you. I love the way you you talk to me. Please don't feel upset. I love you too. Don't feel. Up, I don't feel upset. But the the di- Sundays they fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> The dynamic that I'm talking about isn't that I would want to be away, but there could be where people are less likely to want to share if Greg's sitting in the room because they're waiting for Greg to talk. And by the way, this ain't limited to Glenn because no, Greg gets going and ain't nobody talking until he gets his point across. And that's okay because we want him to get his point across. It's important that he does. And at some point, Glenn gets to talk, I get to talk, whatever. So it's really not that big a deal. It's the dynamic of the personalities in this room. And it's just kind of the way it is. And if somebody comes here and visits and don't like the way the way it works, they can go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go, but you got to get them on out of here. (laughs) Listen, I've been coming here for how long? About eight years, (laughs) ten years? I don't know. 
and I like it, and it's okay. And, and, and guess what? Everything may not always be perfect all the time. No. That's okay, too. It's yeah. just yeah. It's kind of like how life is. You know? And it is a dynamic. A couple yeah. of Wednesdays ago, Thomas says, well, before Greg gets rolling, exactly, exactly. And he's a type A personality, yeah. Thomas yeah. is, you, you uh -huh. know. And Cindy, you, you remind me of the person that Jesus met, one of the apostles, and I can't remember which one it was, but I think he said he saw him from a, like in his mind's eye, yeah. and he said, the one who is, there is no gall in. Guile. 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 Yeah. yeah, thank you. There might be a little gall, but no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she has called that a problem. Cindy, so yes. Okay. I love Cindy so much for that. Barb, I felt the same thing. She's Nathaniel. Yeah. That he Nathaniel, saw sitting yeah. over the tree. And Jesus said, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. That's and that right. word guile means deceit or trickery. Yeah. That's right. There is yeah. no deceit Whenever or trickery. Whenever it comes out that's that person, Cindy. where you can that's defend, you. that's what they would yep. think. That, and that... That's a that's a beautiful beautiful thing. That's an unconcealed heart. But I guess the point for me is it's not that I I'm not complaining, but what I'm saying is is that sometimes I need to be ministered to. Right. And I'm not trying to put some heavy yoke on you, but I know that each one of you guys has the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? And don't discount what can come out of you mm. and the dynamic of the group and how much it will bless the people <clears throat> around you yeah. for it to come out. Like it does something for me mm -hmm. to be in the presence of other people letting loose what's in them, yeah. right? right? Like it really blesses me mm -hmm. when I see them doing what they do, right? Like when Maurice gets up there with the board. Yeah. He has no idea what that means to me because he probably thinks little of it because he's the one doing it. You never think much of yourself when you're doing something, right? He might think, oh, well, I, you know, I didn't really do it. But man, when he gets up there on that board, he's in his element to me. And I get happy and I can just feel the Holy Spirit coming out of him. And the whole time I'm being triggered while he's ministering. You know, and it, it's like that with everybody that preaches here. When you mm -hmm. preached about New Year's, mm -hmm. the very next week I got up and talked about, you know, that all came from you, yeah. right? And yeah. the Holy Spirit coming together and ministering, walking in your gift. Matt, the same thing with all you guys mm -hmm. when you share, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You might minister even with just your questions, right? Yeah. I have a fun little story I'll share what happened this week. So, you know, I love to paint. And I've got all these paintings, and they're piling up. <laughs> I don't have room. I mean, they're leaning up against my walls on the floor all around the house. It's like, Lord, you got to tell me what to do with all these paintings because I don't want to sell them. Mm -hmm. I don't need the money. And it doesn't bring me joy. So it's like, oh, Lord, you gotta, you just got to tell me what to do with all these paintings. So I gave away four paintings this week, and it was really great. But the one story I want to share is I'm saying, like, Lord, could you please help me out here, you know? And, and I'm not talking about these little dinky ones. These were some really nice, big, beautiful paintings. And, and the Lord reminded me of a lady that lives a few doors down who, who likes my work and has some of my work in her home. And, um, and I hadn't heard from her or seen her in years. <clears throat> And so um, I messaged her, and I said, I would love to give you a painting. I have several to choose from. And she messaged me back right away. She said, oh, great. And I sent her pictures of five or six. And she says, oh, I like the first one. And I said, well, can I, can I bring it down? And, and, and then she proceeded to tell me that she's been housebound for two and a half years mm -hmm. 
because she has a brain tumor. The last time I saw her, she was healthy. And I didn't know she had been sick. So anyway, I, I brought that painting down and I just, you know, she doesn't want to see anyone, especially if they haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. So I just left it at the doorstep and I messaged her and I said, it's waiting for you. And she loved the painting and she thanked me, but you know, the fact that I felt the Lord's leading to yeah. message yeah. her and had no idea she has a brain tumor and has been in the house for two and a half years. So that, that was fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And that I could bless her in some small way when she's, I mean, when you can't go out, you know, having a painting delivered to your front step, I think is kind of neat. Yeah, she won't just think that Cindy was thinking of her, although she'll think of that. She'll think that God was thinking of mm -hmm. her, that God cares about her situation. Because yeah. I promise you, you get a brain tumor like that, and that tumor starts trying to speak to you. Mm -hmm. You know what it starts trying to tell you? Where's your God now? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If he really loves you, how can this be going on? Mm -hmm. right? right? And <clears throat> that's what I'm trying to encourage in all of us, right? We, we carry this God, the God who sees people, right? The God who cares right. when people hurt, right. right? We carry that God in us. And so when we feel unctions, Man, I just hope we, we have the liberty to to follow those unctions and, and let it out. Because you never know what it's doing for people mm -hmm. and how it's blessing them. Mm -hmm. Right? Even me. Listen, I have to tell you, i rather let somebody else minister. I mean, those of you in here that, that would preach at all, how many times have I asked you to preach? A bunch of times. How many times do I reach out? You want to preach? You want to preach? Who wants to preach? You got something to say? You want to preach? I mean, I've tried to get Sue to preach. I've tried to get Matt to preach. I've tried to get Jay to preach. I've tried to get Maurice to preach. Once Maurice was fine once we got that board. Now, <laughs> I kind of have a crutch. No, know? once you had the board, he'll like preach all the time. Right? But I, I was always asking my mom to preach. I'm always trying to get everybody to preach. Right? There's, I like playing second fiddle. Because you know what? I've come, I've come to the place where I realize... That when someone else ministers and I'm there, it triggers something in me. Yeah. And it, it's almost like a deeper, stronger geyser comes out of me. Because I come piggyback off of what they're doing. Like the Holy Spirit will trigger something in me. You know, and now you understand why we need you here. Then you it just comes out. Every yeah. yeah, yeah. I so. just, I just, you know, I want everybody to to feel free to follow the unction. You know? I'm happy to hear Jay say that he's comfortable ministering from this foundation. Because, <laughs> brother, there's more about to come. <laughs> and I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's see what happens. Linda, how did your Bible study go? Do you want to talk uh, about it or oh, not? Oh, I forgot all about it. Um, it was, truthfully, it was, it was not much. You know, it was not. It was the last um, half of Colossians three, which is wives submit to your husbands, and on and on. And um, so, really, uh, it, it's just a little sweet group. That's my um, daughter-in-law and her sister, and um, you know, a few got a few other people. And um, I mean, I, I hear a lot of the truth from, uh, especially one of the gals that's there. You know, and I do believe they they. They all believe it's who we are, not what we do. So that's a beautiful thing right there. And um, it was, you know, I was wishing Greg was there. That's all I could tell you. Here's a thought for you, Linda. Yes. The, 
Greg has the Holy Spirit, and you have the Holy Spirit, and it's the one in the same spirit. <laughs> yes. So wishing Greg is there, just transfer that to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you know, I heard Greg say this. How about you just let me grab hold of that and share that with this group? It's, it's like you said. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the life of God that flows through you, and it flows through him to all of us, from us, it can flow to others. So yeah. Greg being there or not is really irrelevant because the Holy Spirit is right. the foundation for all of that. Right. That's right. Well, I felt I felt like, you know, when I go, I I don't want to be like trying to teach them all something. Yeah, you right, know what I mean? Right. And, and I don't want to do that. You know, and I, and I don't think I should do that because I think they really do have the Holy Spirit also. You know, in a really good way. But um, but I mean, they're going into this time of fasting right now with their church and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they're still under a lot of law, legal mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of confusion. A lot of confusion. Yeah. 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 And you so can bounce that back and mixture, forth. that mixture just kills the life, you know? So. Yeah, it, it makes Christ of no effect. So yeah. like one week, like you've experienced this before, you shared before, you could go to a church one week and think, wow, yeah, that was okay, that was yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. The next week you go back and it's like, bam! Smack in the head. You yeah. got hit over the head with yep. Captain Caveman's club. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Captain Caveman! <laughs> That's right. But it was a sweet thing, because Sue, you had given me those handouts the week before. And I was able to share them with everybody. Just oh. in passing, hey, I thought you might like this when we were leaving. And I know God's going to use that one. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Did you listen to the message or did you, the one I sent you? Or did you decide, I, well, it's not exactly about it. So. It didn't really hit on the end. I did listen. It didn't really hit on the last verses, you know, mm-hmm. those verses on Colossians. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. but what you said about the, the end is really from the beginning. Yeah. You know, that the end really only goes because of who we are in Christ. is makes us be able to be those people. Yeah. We talked about that. We did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, did you connect to Ephesians? I think it's Ephesians we four. Did. Those they, are like... they had already brought that up too, and, okay, and read yeah. those scriptures from Ephesians, and so it, it was a good conversation. Really, it was a good conversation. Here's what it here's what it says, and, and so people can comment if they want. Yeah. Um, And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. Interesting, he makes no, he, he comes and tears down the idea that there's a difference between someone who's, in, who's enslaved and someone who's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a hard saying. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real hard saying. Yeah. But Christ is all and in all. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns. You hear that part, right? That's what we were talking about here. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Cindy admonished me, and then I admonished her. Did you guys notice that? Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's for the profit of all, it says. Mm -hmm. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. 
And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It means let your life be born from the Lordship of Jesus Christ, right? And that the government is upon his shoulders and you're under the reign of an indestructible life. Let your mind acknowledge the indestructible life that you're under the reign of in everything you do is what he's talking about right there, right? Wives, and then he goes into these things. Wives, submit unto your husband. Your, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. Notice how it says, as it is fit in the Lord. So as you acknowledge the lordship of Jesus over your life, which means your life comes under the reign of an indestructible life, as you see that God has taken thought to care for your life, what will happen is, is you'll find yourself giving yourself over into the arms of your husband. You won't feel like you have to um, preserve yourself in the midst of your husband in the midst of you being in the house with your husband. It won't be like this tug of war where you're at each other's throats trying to establish your own life because you'll see your life established in Christ. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. So do you see how he says? He says to the servants, obey your masters in all things according to the flesh. But then he tells you the way that's going to happen. It's like a passive action that he talks about happening. He says, fearing God. Right. So he tells you the way that's going to happen is through the fear of the Lord. Well, the fear of the Lord isn't that you're afraid <laughs> of God, but it's that you see the care God's taken to preserve your life and to serve you with what you need and you stand in awe of him as the father of your life. You stand in awe of God as the father of your needs. That will allow you to be obedient to your master or in our society, your employer, right? Because you won't be thinking about how your employer is destroying your life. You won't be thinking about how you don't have what you need. You won't be thinking about how it isn't good to be an employee. I should be the boss. You won't be thinking about all of that because you'll stand in awe of God and what he's done to care for your life. And you'll be set free from thinking about your own life, right? And what will happen is, is you'll find even the life of God born out of you to serve in whatever station you're in. Like Joseph, when he was down in the prison. He had the fear of God. And what did he do? He found himself just serving with everything he had as if it was unto the Lord. Now, he didn't think in his head, well, I'm going to do this as if it's unto the Lord, and then that will bless me. No, he just felt like, listen, man, God is my provision no matter where I'm at. And because God's my provision, I'm not going to live in this situation thinking of my own life, trying to preserve my own life. I'm just going to let what's in me come out of me in this spot. Right? He did the same thing with Potiphar. Is it Potiphar that he... Yeah, Potiphar's... Same dynamic there. Right? He wasn't thinking, well, I'm going to bless these people. Bless them. I'm going to bless... No, no, no. He stood in the fear of the Lord. He He stood in the place where... He was just being who he was. Yes. He was filled with... He was awestruck by the the love of God for his life. And he thought, my life is square. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I have all things no matter where I'm at. And that set him free not to be caught up in rebellion, yeah. right? Not to be caught up in strife mm-hmm. or vainglory, which he could have been caught up in all those things. Like with Potiphar, he could have thought, it's not right that I'm a servant. Yeah. It isn't right. And he could have, his, his whole life could have been born from, it's not right. Yeah. But see, like Paul just talked about, 
He came under the lordship of Jesus. He realized his life was under the reign of God Almighty. A God who has a life that can't be stolen from, that can't be added to. And so he came under the reign of that life. Well, that set him free just to be Potiphar's servant. But in that place, they go, I have all things. Right. So it's all good. Being a servant does not take from my life. Right. Neither does it... Neither, if I can stop being a servant, will it give unto my life. Joseph wasn't thinking, if I can do these things right, then I'll rise up to the head of Pharaoh's house. Right. You know, the most powerful word I ever gave to minister joy to everybody, if I could have I just felt your stomach over. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I ran out of time. I didn't realize we were that up against the wall. But uh -huh. you can read the, the ends of the things there. and You don't want to just read our own culture into it. You can let it discern our culture. But when it talks about wives submit unto your husbands, there was a very real thing going on in that time where the wife was usurping the man. Right? Where they were trying to displace the man. There was a whole... I mean, we have like a feminism movement oh, now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a similar kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, Paul was talking about the way husbands and wives will dwell together in a house. Mm -hmm. Right? Where they both come under the lordship of Jesus. So the whole point is put on the new man, meaning acknowledge you're under the reign of the life of the new man, an indestructible life. Acknowledge that indestructible life that you're under the lordship of in all things. Because what will happen inside of you is these things will be born in you. Yeah. Right? right? These it'll cause it will order your steps in this way. And thus the peace of God will rule. In your heart, in every situation. If you find yourself as a servant, the peace of God will rule in your heart. And you won't find rebellion and strife manifested in you. Wives, if you find yourself dwelling with your husband, man, you'll find yourself submitting unto your husband, being vulnerable in his presence, giving yourself over into his arms, because peace will be ruling in your heart. Because you're under the lordship of an indestructible life. Husbands, you won't be filled with bitterness towards your wife. Should she have a moment of weakness? And should she be upset? And should she lash out at you? Right. You won't walk away thinking, that woman you gave me. You won't never walk away. At our house. No, no one. You, you won't walk away thinking like that. And if you do find that thought come to your house, it'll be cleansed from you because you'll see you're under the reign of an indestructible life, right? And it goes on and on and on and on. But Amen. You don't you know do what? those things to produce something. It just does. It, it happens because of what's been produced in you. Exactly. Yeah. But you think about Joseph. He was so smart. If he would have spent his time tunneling out, he could have easily got out and done whatever he wanted to do, I'm sure, from the prison. I mean, he, he had abilities that he could have done and spent his whole time, and then where would the country have been because God used him in such a great way? You know, he could have just done... Greg, if I, if I may, I'd like to... Yeah, I'm, I was wrong. That clock's fast. We have a couple yeah. more minutes. Oh, we got five minutes. It's not really like to... Um, uh, it's kind of going on what we, what we first started here with as far as, like, why we're here, the Bible study... It's actually funny, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I actually wanted the message and be like, what's really the purpose of this, the Bible study? Why, why do we meet? Like, why are we doing this? And it's really, I just wanted to kind of end on a, on a thought of like, uh, Heather, Heather does this a lot to me. Like, I'm, ch I'm chasing something right now. And she'll always say, well, what if you never get it? Like, what if you, what is it, this thing that you're trying to achieve? What if you never achieve it? Like, does that say anything less about you? Does that say anything... Uh, different about your relationship with God and it is kind of a harsh thought or a harsh question to ask but like what if Greg loses his voice what if he can't come back tomorrow because he's got something going on 
Mm. You know, is that gonna? If he moves, if he, he does moves, move, Switzerland. Right? Like, is that <laughs> is that going to one? In God's eyes, if that does happen, is that would God want us to stop meeting up? No. No. Would God would God want us to not communicate? Like I, I do acknowledge that Greg is a is a key asset here. Like he obviously mm -hmm. is the church. But at the same time, we can't put everything on him. Yeah. Because in reality, if we're putting everything on him, then really we're saying he is our Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we don't. We're just yeah. relying on this uh you body, this this physical body that we can see as our Jesus, but in reality he's he's not our Jesus. He is assisting us, or in a sense, he's using his voice to point us towards our true Savior, mm -hmm. Jesus. That's right. So in a sense, I guess what I'm getting at is like, you kind of almost have to impose that question on yourself for us meeting, continuing to meet, at, to meet in here because we are all uh, uh, essential to each other's life, one through our journey with Jesus, but like, what if he doesn't? You know, right. and I don't mean I I guess I I don't mean it in a bad way, but I'm saying like we want to also rely on each other. I want to rely on Jay. I want to rely on Maurice. I want to rely on every single person here, not just relying on his voice, which is elegant to the whole situation. You kind of almost have to impose well, yourself on that. Well, I I've got to add to that that if he left tomorrow and his whole group fell apart, it did not stay together. There ain't nothing wrong with that either. And I'm going to tell you why that is, because the stuff we've learned in this fellowship is going with us all everywhere we go. And maybe that's God's will. Right. You don't know what God's will is. Right. We don't know what God's will is. But I know one thing, something is happening in this fellowship that has value to it. Yes. And, and listen, no matter what happened, if Greg left, it would be, it's going to be good. Which is your wife's point? What? <laughs> <laughs> what if you don't get what you want? But, I and I'm going to jump on that too because I've had that thought a number of times. Mm -hmm. And I would see the body, in my mind, staying together because they're such, mm -hmm. such gifted individuals and we have that foundation right. to, to go from. I, I think we'd skip a few beats, but then we'd be... Well, right we know it, right from experience, we, there have been several weeks when Greg wasn't here and we did great. And there have been several Wednesday nights when Greg wasn't there and we did great. So we already know we'll, be, we'll do great. Right. We would. Yeah, and just to echo what Paul says, let one or two talk and let one discern. To Maurice's point, even if something happened and you couldn't meet, that doesn't mean you lack what you need for life and godliness. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And to, to Joe's point... Um, You'd like to think that people were touched enough by the word of life that they'd want to keep gathering around the word of life. Yes. Right? right? You, you like to think that something was planted here oh, yeah. that wasn't Greg. Mm -hmm. Right. Because something special happens when we're together. Right? That's right. You, you want the seed that is Christ to, to be planted. Yep. Christ and him crucified. Yeah, listen, this, I thought this, any... was, this was perfect. For, if you remember at the beginning of my message, I talked about how you show up yeah. chewing on something what are you looking for what are you trying to get from God he just sat there and said you've been thinking about this what is the purpose of this gathering he's, he's ruminating on that on the inside of him he's looking for an answer he shows up and boom there's the answer without saying anything yeah. that's the care of the father you bet but I always say if we were to move away and then we don't have this 
we can still create this. And I feel like with you that situation, sure. Greg would be there. Right. Jesus would be there. All of you would be there. Right. I mean, it doesn't change no matter where we are. What this has is going with us wherever we go. Yeah. Well, like Marie said. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. will go with you wherever you go. Yeah. Right. And it's what you said. You're, you're planning Jesus. You aren't planning Greg. You're no, planning Jesus. No, listen, I, yeah, I've lamented many that. times about whether or not I'm in the way of no. all you fine people. No way. And no. that it's no been way. long enough, and now I need to go so that you guys can no. blossom. Right? You don't need to go. So that no. you guys can, so what's it? I'd be hanging on your out. leg. You try to get out that door. Uh, I'm hanging on your <laughs> leg. And now when you said there's a Switzerland, I'm like, are you thinking about that? Because like, <laughs> no, it's no, a lot cooler there. Okay. It sounds like. Yeah, you go to Switzerland, we all want to go with yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> we sure are blessed, I know that. And, and it's a family, it's not just Greg. Yeah, that, that's, that's the main point for me. Listen, when I go off to, like, particularly ministers' conferences, there's a bunch of other people there that are ministering in whatever way they feel to, right? And I forget about it sometimes because I'm just going and going and going. And not, not everybody is walking with me in my shoes. But I'm going like 80 hours a week sometimes, meeting with people nonstop, counseling people nonstop, and just you know feeling like overwhelmed. And I'm just going and going and going and going. And I don't realize it, but I'm not... There's like nothing that is... It's just I mean, me and God. And sometimes I'm so busy, I don't... I don't I'm not like Jesus. I get forgetful and I don't take time. Someone needs to be counseled. You know what gets left in the cold? My time with the Lord, right? And so when I was off at Minner's conferences and other people were have, letting the Holy Spirit come out of them, it did something for me. Yeah. Pow- it was a powerful ministry to me. Yeah. And I found that it juiced me up, right? And, it like, and so I'm not trying to put any yoke on you. I'm not trying to tell you to work anything up. I just want to create an environment where everyone feels that they can allow the unction they feel from the Lord to come out. Mm-hmm. And if there's any ways for us to create th- uh, uh, that environment in different ways, I'm all for that. And I'm all for ideas. I think about that all the time, right? Because I actually, the Holy Spirit comes out of me more powerfully when I'm ministering with people, mm-hmm. right? Like with them instead of just to them, right? right? Yeah. And so you guys have a powerful ministry to me. I guess is what I'm trying to say, and I hope you realize that, right? And it's important to each other, too, because we all experience, we're all in a different part of our journey where God has us, and sharing our experience, I know just hearing some of your experiences through your lifetime and how you've grown has really helped me significantly, and so it does that for all of us, so, you know, some people don't want to talk, or they're not, you know, um, comfortable with that, but just sharing a little bit of your story can really make a big impact somebody's life. God will use it in a big way. Glory to God. And listen, Annette's ministering today. It's going to be powerful. You bet.